From Happy Cat Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's the Rick's Rambles podcast for the week of March 28th, 2022, brought to you this week by the Indianapolis Cayley Band, bringing you the best in Irish music, dance, traditions, and culture. Fun facts. Today's fun facts are about somebody that I greatly admire, and that's Miss Dolly Parton. I just love Dolly, and there's a lot to admire about her her music, her songwriting, her acting. But I think the two things that I admire most about her have nothing to do with either one of those. Number one, she is so charitably minded. She is such a giving person. She has done so much good for her community, the nation, and the world. And number two, her self-image. She is who she is, and she makes absolutely no apologies for that. We should all be that strong. Number one, well, Dolly grew up in a poverty-stricken area of East Tennessee, the same area in which I was born, and her family couldn't afford to pay the doctor for her birth, so they paid the doctor with a sack of oatmeal. Number two, Dolly Parton turned down an offer from none other than Elvis Presley. After Parton made her own hit out of the song, I Will Always Love You, Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, reached out in hopes of having Presley cover it. But part of that deal demanded that Parton surrender half the publishing rights to that song. Dolly says, in my heart, I just knew I couldn't do that. Number three, Dolly Parton has had the same best friend since childhood, a young lady by the name of Judy Ogle. Judy and I have been best friends for 67 years. That's amazing. Number four, of course, Dollywood. Her amusement park is iconic. Her theme park, Dollywood, offers a wide variety of attractions for all ages. They even showcase traditional mountain arts. And although she's owned it for more than 30 years, she has politely declined to partake in any of its rides. She says, I have motion sickness, and I don't like closed-in spaces. Number six, another of her iconic songs, Jolene, was inspired by a real-life bank teller. Like the Jolene in the song, the bank teller was a redhead and constantly flirted with Parton's husband, Carl Dean. She had this terrible crush on my husband, Parton told NPR, and I'll admit, he just loved going to the bank because she paid so much attention to him. It was kind of a running joke between us when I was saying, hey, You're spending a lot of time at the bank. I don't think we've got that kind of money. It's really an innocent song all around. Just a little flirting, but it sure does sound dreadful. By the way, her real name was not Jolene. Dolly Parton, speaking of her husband, they've been married well over 50 years. And they met in a most unlikely place. When Dolly first moved to Nashville, she basically had nothing. And she did her laundry at a place called the Wishy Washy Laundromat. And she met Carl Dean there, who also was doing his laundry. Legally, on all contracts, she doesn't go by Dolly Parton. She goes by Dolly Parton Dean. Yes, she did take his last name for all legal matters. Though professionally, she's always been just Dolly Parton. She goes by Dolly Parton Dean on all official documents. I'm married, she says. Why would I do it any other way? Well, Dolly's hometown is Sevierville, Tennessee. Just a stone's throw from Dollywood, Sevierville is where Parton grew up. Between stimulating tourism and her philanthropy, this proud native has given a lot back to her hometown. 
and several residents returned that appreciation with a life-size bronze dolly that sits barefoot, smiling, and cradling a guitar just outside the county courthouse. The artist was made by local artist Jim Gray and was dedicated on May 3, 1987. Today, it is a popular stop on Sevierville's walking tour. Dolly spent a fortune to recreate her childhood home. Parton is one of 12 kids, and they were raised in a small house in the mountains of Tennessee that lacked electricity and indoor plumbing. When Parton bought the place, she hired her brother Bobby to restore it to the way it looked when they were kids, but, she says, we wanted it to be functional. So I spent a couple of million bucks making it look like I spent 50 bucks on it. Dolly is an early riser. She says, I get up at 3 a.m. every single mornings. I get up at 3 a.m. I pour myself a cup of coffee. I do meditations. I do spiritual work. I get more work done between 3 and 7 a.m. than most people do all day because that's when it's quiet and my energy is at an all-time high. Well, this is really, really fascinating. Dolly Parton once entered a Dolly Parton look-alike contest, and she lost. Apparently, Parton doesn't do drag well. At a Halloween contest years ago on Santa Monica Boulevard, where all the guys were dressed up like me, I went in and just walked up on stage. I didn't win. I didn't even come close. Well, we know all know probably about Dolly's library. Dolly Parton started her own library to promote literacy and has given away an astounding 100 million books. In 1995, the pop culture icon founded Dolly Parton's Imagination Library with the goal of encouraging literacy in her home state of Tennessee. Over the years, the program, which was built to mail child-children age-appropriate books, spread nationwide and then to Canada and then the U.K. and then Australia. When the world of Imagination Library hit Reddit, swarms of parents eager to sign up their kids crashed the site, but it is still going strong, sending out absolutely free books to any child that wants one. That is such an amazing story. Well, we've talked about this, but Dolly Parton is a major philanthropist. As evidenced by her imagination library, Dolly Parton is a dedicated philanthropist. The Barbara Davis Center for Childhood Diabetes, the Save the Music Foundation, the Boot Campaign are just a few of the charities she has founded or donated to over the years. Thank you, Dolly, for all that you do. Well, she's kind of iconic for her makeup, right? Would you believe this? Dolly Parton sleeps in her makeup. When the New York Times asked Parton if she had any good skincare tips for traveling, she said, I clean my face only in the mornings. You never know if you're traveling overnight on the bus, if the bus is going to wreck, and I want to look my best if I have to get up in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, you know, Parton is well known for her hit movies like Steel Magnolias and, of course, 9 to 5, but there, she did make a flop. It was... Rhinestone, who remembers that movie, with Sylvester Stallone. Quite honestly, it's not my favorite movie. The comedy musical about a country singer and a New York cab driver was critically reviled and only stayed in theaters for four weeks. Her co-star, Sylvester Stallone, has publicly regretted making the movie, 
But Parton declared in her autobiography, My Life and Other Unfinished Business, she counts Rhinestone's soundtrack as some of her best work. Number 18, does Dolly have tattoos? Well, it might surprise you to know I have a few tattoos on my body. They are not to be tattoos for the sake of tattoos. I'm very fair-skinned, and when I have any kind of surgery, and I've had more than a few, it discolors. When I first started getting a few little things done, I had a few little tattoos to cover up the scarring. She went on to explain that they're mostly delicate and pastel and mostly butterflies, but they're only for her husband to see. Well, there you have it. Some fun facts today about Miss Dolly Parton. This series of episodes of the Rick's Rambles podcast is brought to you through the generosity of the Indianapolis Cayley Band. The Indianapolis Cayley Band is a group of amazingly talented musicians that present and teach Irish music, dance, and culture throughout Indianapolis, Indiana, and even further. They are preparing for a FLA, which is an Irish music festival in St. Louis that may give them the chance to head to Ireland. You can follow along with their adventures at IndieCayleyBand.com. I'll put a link to that website in the show notes. And if you stream music, check them out on Spotify. Amazing, lively, fun music. Not only talented musicians, but a wonderful, lovely, caring group of people. The Indianapolis Cayley Band, thank you for your generosity. Today's good news story is about a young man who decided he didn't like the way his life was going and decided to make some changes. It's called the Bonnie Camper. A business graduate is taking tourists on adventure trips amidst the Scottish Highlands in a retired New York City school bus. The 24-year-old came up with the idea after watching a documentary called Expedition Happiness on Netflix, which I highly recommend, by the way, about a couple traveling across North America in a refurbished school bus. Angus Luff, who graduated in 2019, quit his job as a management consultant in Leicester, England, to live out his dream of creating the hostel on wheels. He worked in his job for a few months, and then he realized, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. He dubbed it the Bonnie Camper, and this bus has been converted into a camping RV mobile home with beds, seating areas, and a kitchen for up to six people. He hosts road trips across the Scottish Highlands, arranging outdoor activities like hiking, cycling, kayaking, and swimming in the lakes along the way. Serving as a tour guide, Angus does all the driving, cleaning, and cooking, and then he pitches a tent outside to give the guests privacy inside the bus. The 1999 vehicle was originally used to take students to and from school in New York City. He bought it in 2019 and had it shipped to Scotland from the U.S., In Scotland, United States school buses are iconic. It's a novelty to see them over here. They are very, very rare. He used lockdown to refurbish the bus, stripping it and furnishing it with the help of his dad, making sure it met all regulations for a commercial vehicle. He then earned his driving license and tried out his tour on Friends before setting out on his first money-making trip in June 2021. It was great fun, he says, and everyone just seemed to love it. Everyone, when I'm driving down the road, is beeping and waving at us. I feel like a true celebrity. It was amazing. I had a group of women from London who came up and hired it out privately. 
I love seeing people's reactions when they climb on the bus. They get so excited. A five-day tour costs around $780 U.S. per person. That includes all the activities and all the food. I host the whole week, and we have whiskey tasting tours, hiking, mountain biking, water sports, stops at local bars and pubs, live music, and much, much more. And to my knowledge, there's no other company, he says, that does anything similar in the U.K., with its high vantage point and large windows, the school bus is a unique way to experience some of Scotland's most rugged and beautiful scenery. He even installed a sunroof. It gives you a completely different view of everything. Everybody is so engrossed with our landscapes. This year, he's doing individual bookings. Travelers were bored the bus in Edinburgh, where Angus keeps the bus, before driving to Canecorms, then on to Glencoe, and then arriving back, by the way, on Sterling. He says, this is the life I was meant to leave. I go on holiday every week, and I not only make myself smile, but I make other people smile. There you have it, our good news story of the week. Are you unhappy with the way your life is going? Well, maybe it's time to take a chance and make a change. And it's time for our special days of the week today. Monday the 28th is National Black Forest Cake Day, and it's National Food on a Stick Day. What's your favorite food on a stick? I'd have to go with a corn dog. The 29th is National Mom and Pop Business Day. Make a special point to go out and support a local business, and it's World Piano Day. Wednesday the 30th is Manatee Appreciation Day, and it's Take a Virtual Vacation Day. Thursday the 31st, National Crayon Day and National Tater Day. Tater tots are my favorite. Friday, April the 1st, well, of course, it's April Fool's Day. It's also National Sourdough Bread Day, National Trombone Day, and National Walk to Work Day. Saturday the 2nd is National Ferret Day. I love ferrets. It's National Do-It-Yourself Day and National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. And Sunday the 3rd is National Fish, Fingers, and Custard Day. I have never heard of that, have you? But i got to be honest, it sounds hideous. And it's World Party Day. There you have it, another episode of the Rick's Rambles podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. Please share it on your social media. Let people know what you are listening to. And until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now, and we'll make the world a better place. <laughs>